Jammer Sports, the voice of a dad nation. Welcome to On the Rocks with Shark and the Hammer. I'm the Hammer. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Seth Evans. And that's Shark. You can follow him at Kevin Sharky. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys listening in, all of our Shammerhead Nation. Uh, so if you have any thoughts, questions, feedback, hit us up on Twitter at ShammerPod. Uh, we're here for all your Shammerheads and your thoughts. Ding fucking dong. The king is dead, Shark. We need to recap this momentous occasion. Paulie has ended the reign of terror. I never thought this day would come. How are you feeling about it? Oh, man. Four years in the making. Petriello is gone. We actually are going to have a new champion. It's for real. I'm in shock. I'm still in shock. I feel like Ricky Bobby right now. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> it's like I'm watching it on Sunday, and I'm like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It, it ended. It's like a 10-point lead. I'm like, it's, got, it's not going to happen. It's there's going to be the worst stat correction ever. Like it, a 43-point stat correction coming <laughs> yeah, any minute. Exactly. It's real. It, like, it, it, he is done. And it's, not, it's nothing personal. You know, Petriello, like, what you did oh. was one of the most insane runs I'm going to go ahead and say the most insane fantasy run in history. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely insane. If you win, I've never won back-to-back championships in football. If you win back-to-back, that is incredible. He did four in a row. I, I can't I can't even grasp that still. I've only seen one ever back-to-back title in a league. And so for this to happen this many times, it just, it's ludicrous. But I will say this does take away the safety net. Uh, for all of us of, ah, who cares? Petriello will win again. It doesn't matter if I don't win. Right. That, that's gone. No. All of a sudden <laughs> now it's going to be like, oh, someone else, oh, that guy won? Oh, fucking Seth's got the championship? Now now all of a sudden the stakes are real. Like we no, have, and, we have and, officially become a league. Yeah, this is, and this is a fun Final Four, I think. I'm really excited about you, me, uh, Rob, and Polly. I told you this last time. I'm terrified at the idea of me having to run into Paul in the playoffs. This <laughs> yeah. is... He owes me. He owes me a stat correction. Big time. And, and I, there's no way I'm leaving. I'm making it to the finals now. But I do have a theory, and this is what I'm thinking. Maybe this will work out in my favor. This is, this is where I'm going with it. Okay. So, Paulie ended the reign of terror. This is the biggest win. I think we can safely say this is the biggest win in DFL history, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of 2003 ALCS walk-off home run in the 11th inning for the Yankees. Guess who didn't win the World Series that year? Because they won the game that mattered first. The Yankees. Yep. So I'm hoping I'm that like, Paul has that scenario. He, you know, there's a couple of these. That's a, that's a, I mean, that's probably the best one, especially Paulie, Yankee fan. We, we've dove into that before. But it's, you know, everyone remembers the Music City Miracle. Titans didn't win the Super Bowl that year. But nope. they remember that. Everybody remembers him? that crazy Bills Oilers 32 point comeback in the sl- snow. We all know the Bills haven't won a Super Bowl. Like, this is the story of this season. It's already been written. It's over. Yep. Paulie slayed the king. The other comparison I have for this, also a baseball one, is do you remember the Josh Hamilton home run derby at Yankee Stadium where he hit, <laughs> I think, like 111 home runs into the subway? Um, yeah, in the first round. <laughs> I, who, who won? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. He had like three in the second round, but nobody cares. No, it turns out it was, it was Justin Morneau, but, but still, like that, you remember it for that. So I feel like Paulie's going down as the king slayer. This is his. So hopefully he doesn't need to win another game. He should just call it a season. He's got the biggest win ever. Listen, just wrap it up, be done, and congratulations. You got fourth place. I think everyone else is okay with that. I think the other three teams would have no issues with it. So, Paulie, yeah, no. I think you go ahead, just set that illegal lineup. Life is good. 
Just because... take it. This is the greatest success of your life, Paulie. Congrats. Yeah, really, Paulie. Amazing job. We're all very proud of you. And your prize for winning that is getting to face a Gardner Minshew-led Hebrew Hammers. <laughs> so we recorded our podcast yesterday, and it was, we recorded it earlier in the day. We recorded it prior to the news of Hurts, and we were talking about the tragedy of teams getting to the championship with him, and then he sits out because they have the bye. I didn't even know he got hurt on Sunday. Like, Nobody did. No. It wasn't talked about during the game. It wasn't mentioned on the sideline reporters, and they love talking. Yeah, so I was shocked. And then it like the it, the biggest thing to me is the line on the Eagles Cowboys game swung. I don't have it in front of me, but it swung three or four points almost immediately. Listen, it's always safe. Follow the money. Follow Vegas. That's why yeah. I'm confident he's not playing this weekend. No, and also on top of that, even if he's healthy-ish to play, like he probably could, why on earth would they risk it? No, they need to win one of their final three games or have the Vikings lose one of their final three games in order to lock up the one seed. Like, there's no – Gardner Minshew is just fine for yeah. for that. Is he the best backup in the league? I mean, I think it's a very, very fair argument. It's not Mitch Trubisky. I know that. It's <laughs> certainly not Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> is it Mike White, potentially? I don't know. Is it Mike White's his name? <laughs> Blaine, Blaine Zappi or whoever the oh, Patriots rolled out a few weeks ago? Yeah, it might be him. But, but it's at least in the conversation. Yeah. But, oh. no, I mean, he had two 20-point fantasy games last year as a starter for the Eagles. He knows this team. He's been there for a couple years. Eagles are still – they could win, They could beat the Cowboys this week. No questions asked. Yeah, I, I don't see it as a complete drop off like other teams going from you know uh going from Matt Stafford to uh John Wolford. Yes. Uh, it's not that level of a drop off. It is a huge drop off. But back to the Eagles, how do you not sit Hertz? I would rather I would rather be the number two seed with a healthy Hertz than the number one seed with Minshew starting, despite all the positive things we just said. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. No question to ask. No, Hertz is not playing this week. Hertz is not playing next week. If the Eagles somehow lose those last two games, I think we see him in week 18 against the Giants. But that's I feel like that you could almost guarantee that's the earliest we see him on the field again. Yeah, I don't I don't see them pushing it. But so speaking of the Hertz battle, so the big game we have you and uh, Rob in the uh, semifinals right here. How are you feeling about your matchup? What are your thoughts? I feel much better about it without Jalen Hurts. So Rob and I have had two really good games, lower scoring game earlier in week one. We were in the same division. He beat me like 170 to 150 or so. But he and I played each other in the Josh Jacobs 50-something point game a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I beat him 218 to 200. Obviously, I'm not going to get 50 points from Jacobs again. That's a guarantee. Let's just write it off. It's never going to happen. No, solid um, 47. <laughs> exactly. That's my goal. Um but Hertz scores 30-something points that game. I think Hertz scores 30-something points every game. I truly think our matchup is a 50-50 crapshoot. Like, we both have been scoring 190 points plus since Halloween every single week. It's just whichever one catches the breaks. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's really curious to see what, how this plays out with you guys. I think your game is about as 50-50 as it comes right now. Yeah, I mean, you're on the outside. You don't have the bias that I have. You have some rooting bias, maybe, on who you'd rather play if you make it to the championship. But what do you think? Who's winning? Uh, honestly, I don't have any. I don't have any thought on that. I never want to think about who my opponent. Like, I don't want to predict an opponent because I feel like I'm instantly asking for trouble. Sure. But the way the matchup lines up, I I would be excited if I were you. I mean, you're getting Rob at the one time when he's his, at his weakest. Yeah. 
it's the it's the best chance because he's the best team in the league this yeah, year. I know you he's won the regular season team. championship, yep. but he's the best team. So this is this is lined up for me as absolutely perfectly as it could. I would be crushed if I lost to him with no Jalen Hurts. So it makes the I feel like the pressure is more on me. Like my pressure was gone. I was four and five, smooth sailing. I defeated Edward in the first round. I made a, another final four for the second year in a row. I felt like I was coming into this matchup with no pressure. Now all of a sudden, I think people think I'm going to win, and that's scary. Uh, it definitely put the pressure onto your team. Like this is your one shot to take him if Hurts doesn't play. Yeah. If Hurts plays, yeah. if Hurts ends up playing, then I think Rob is a, is a runaway winner of the league. I but so. this this is a you this is exactly what fantasy football does. Yeah. So I have an interesting thought, and this is not – I'm not giving anything away. I don't know what I'm doing. But last week we talked it's, – it's already documented. I started Adam Thielen. Don't know if I'm doing that again. My other option is Josh Palmer. Palmer plays on Monday Night Football, and Rutherford has Keenan Allen, who's also obviously playing on Monday Night Football. There's a twisted part of me, just because I like to torture myself, that is leaning towards starting Josh Palmer just to have those two playing at the same time on Monday Night Football to decide the semifinal. Well, so I always believe that I always want to have the last guys going. Right. I, I'd always rather be down and have guys going than be up with nobody left. Yep. Um, so, I mean, and that's that spot, it makes sense. But also, I don't know. I, I'm I'm so at this point, you, you've got to go with the rankings and don't ask questions. It's, at this point, you trust the experts to, that have gotten you. Like, you know where you've, you've looked and what you've researched so far. You go with what you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but, I, I mean, yeah. I don't disagree. So... So that's us. I think as far as heavyweights go, we've got the heavyweight matchup. But let's not pretend we have the matchup everybody cares about. You versus Paulie is the main draw of this weekend. Paulie and I are uh, not a, in a weird way. I would have rather faced Petriello. <laughs> I got to be honest, with you, like I would have rather faced Petriello. I I'm terrified of a Colt McCoy renaissance this weekend because <laughs> the gods hate me. Because since 2016, Paul has, Paul owes me. Paul owes me a rock you're, solid kick in the junk. You're going to get beat up by Evan Engram and Garrett Wilson. And I don't even know who the hell he's starting well, on his so team anymore. I looked at the scoring preview and I just kind of left like his team's going to beat me with Colt McCoy, his receiving group led by Darius Slayton. <laughs> like, like, this is, I don't even understand what Slayton's got a cushy matchup against the Vikings who gave up a billion points to everybody they played. It's like, oh, yeah, he's going to get 20 points from Slayton this weekend. Well, so I'm so annoyed with the way the schedule broke this week. I don't have anyone playing in the final four games of the week. Paul has That's four annoying. guys still to go. So I'm all done yeah. after the four o'clock games on Saturday. So we've spent a month talking about the fe- Feast of the Seven Chinese Dishes for you. Your entire yep. Feast of the Seven Chinese Dishes is going to be just stress-induced because your fantasy yep. weekend is ruined. Yep. So I'm going to spend the entire Christmas Day watching – just watching point – I looked at it this way with the four guys he has left, which he has, if I remember correctly, it was uh, Cortland Sutton. Here, I'm looking at it now. Cortland Sutton, uh, Darnell Buckner, uh, Razul Douglas, and Colt McCoy. Those are his four guys left. I'm figuring if I can be up 65, I'm feeling pretty good. You should be good. I mean, unless we get the Colt McCoy 40-point game, which, you know, we'll see, but – yeah, against good. Tampa Bay, I feel good if I can get to 65. Anything less, I'm going to be going crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, you're going to be going crazy no matter what. I had a huge lead against Edward, and I was like, well, it's not going to last. It doesn't matter. if you, Like you said, if you're up and you got no players left, it's just stress. 
Yeah, but I think more than anything, I think Paul's going to like, and this isn't even trying to reverse jinx it. I think the universe is giving this game to Paul. There's no way I'm walking away with this win. I think he's the heavy favorite based on our history. Your team feels like, (laughs) sorry, Graham, your team feels like the Tennessee Titans every time they win the one seed. It's like, really? Okay, yeah, you had a really good regular season, but now it's time for the other teams to actually win the championship. I I just feel like a one and done is coming for you. So you probably feel good to hear me say that. Yeah, well, I'm hoping you're, I'm hoping uh, (laughs) you should definitely say Paul's going to win the title. Yeah, I'm just hoping Paul's team spent it, you know, they're all done after last week. But like I said in Slack, I picture Paul just posting around the locker room, just different pictures of the stat correction and just having his team just angry. (laughs) <laughs> he is rage watching this weekend but it's a different kind of rage watching it's a six-year it's a six-year aged rage yeah it's a well-aged rage and paul is definitely <laughs> going to uh it's not going to be good and then all of a sudden i'm going to wake up like i'm going to turn around paul's going to be standing in my window <laughs> he's just going to be knocking yeah just knocking like I'm hey here. motherfucker yeah i'm here <laughs> motherfucker uh yeah I, i'm not excited about this what, what's your prediction for our game you, I, you think i'm losing it I don't know. I do. I feel like you're probably going to lose. Most likely, it just feels against you. I've, but I've been wrong about your team all year long. So I don't know if if I had to stop right now and give an official Sharky prediction for the Final Four. I feel like Rutherford's going to roll over me. Paulie's got you. The two of them play each other in the championship. Rutherford wins, and hopefully, you and I can have a conversation like this next week, and it's a little bit different than that. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping we more get to talk about uh, the finals versus us talking about the third place game and me hating my life. Yeah, no, I don't have an, any interest in a third gate place game preview. Sorry, everybody. No, but you know it, it is what it is, man. The predictions right now, uh, I'm projected for 179, 65. Looking at your game, uh, not sure if anybody's updated lineups, but Rob's projected for 181 and you're 175. So these aren't going to yeah. be these aren't shaping up as blowouts right now. Let's put it that way. No. These are going to be close games. These are going to be stressful games. They're going to come down to the last player playing. Yeah, dreading every second of it. Um, But for the rest of the league who probably already stopped listening because they don't want to hear us talk about uh, the Final Four because, yep, yep, we're in the Final Four. Uh, How's the draft order looking so far? Where where are we at? So we obviously now have the seventh and eighth pick locked away. So starting at the top, as we all know, Ryan has the first pick in the draft. He's taking B. John Robinson, just locked it up. It's a done deal. Fitzy's picking second. Jeff, once again in the top three, has the third pick. Graham is picking fourth. No, I'm sorry. Brett is picking fourth. Graham is picking fifth. Christian, sixth. And then based off of last weekend's results, Edward has the sixth seed and losing. He gets the seventh pick. And Petriello, with the earliest pick he's had since we started this league, has the eighth pick. Wow. Um, I think we should name an award after uh, Jeff for most top three draft picks. He's the anti-Petriello. Yeah, exactly. He's like the total opposite. Those are the ends of the spectrum. And all the rest of us are somewhere in the middle. The middle 10 is very consistent. Yeah, exactly. So is the number one in 12. So, uh, um, I think, oh, so what's the record right now? Paul sending in the Saquon pick before at, at Christmas, I think was the record, if I remember correctly, for earliest draft pick. When does Ryan send in Bijan? He hasn't officially declared it yet, but I feel like he's got a couple days to break the record. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Paulie took Saquon around Christmas. Yeah, if I remember correctly, Paulie was just like, yep, Saquon, yep, he's mine. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be fun. And that worked out well. And then he traded him and became a Cowboy fan. Yeah, that's the story of Paul's life now. He's America's team. Look yep. at him go. And now everyone's rooting for him. So 
<laughs> DFL, this is uh, another fun week. We had to jump on because Petriello losing. Which one more time? Let's just bring that up. Petriello will not win the championship this year. It is official. It is done. Four is the end of the road for him. The king has been slayed, everyone. We'll uh, hopefully come back next week with a preview of a championship between Shark and I. Otherwise, odds are we won't be talking about this anymore. That's it. Season's ending. All right. Good time, everybody. Talk to you soon. And if you guys have made it this far, thanks for listening to Shark and the Hammer with Shammer Sports. Uh, We rely on word of mouth for this. So if you like to tell your friends, share it, subscribe to our podcast anywhere, Apple, Spotify, give us five stars. We are the voice of a dad nation. Come listen to us. We want to be here. We want to talk to you about what's going on. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.